0: the bloody elbow podcast network is moving that's right we're moving from soundcloud and youtube to substack it will still be available through your current itunes spotify and stitcher subscriptions but the main home of the bloody elbow podcast network will now be on substack while most of our audio content will remain free We'll be asking listeners to please get a paid subscription to support the shows, which are now ad-free. Please give us your email, and we'll send you notices and summaries of every new episode. Become a paid subscriber and get bonus segments only available to those who've pledged their support. Sign up at bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com today. Bloody Elbow presents the Level Change Podcast, a
1: combat sports variety show that brings you analysis, fight breakdowns, and insightful discussion of MMA's biggest headlines. Here are your hosts, Steffi Haynes and
0: Victor Rodriguez. Welcome back, and thank you for listening to episode 234 of the Level Change Podcast. I'm Steffi Haynes, and I'm joined, as always, by my amazing co-host, Victor Rodriguez. And today, we're going to give you a little review of UFC 286, which was a great card. I very, very much enjoyed it. What did you think?
1: I enjoyed it as well. I had the, again, unusual uh, pleasure of being able to watch it live, and... um yeah, and, uh, there was there was well, actually not not all of it. I, I only saw a bit of it near the end, uh, and then was able to catch up afterwards. So I didn't have to wait an entire you know overnight thing and all. Um, very compelling, very very compelling. I thought the main event delivered. Um, Co main event, obviously. I mean, it was it was a layup. You know, if this card had not been good, it would have been. Uh, We would have been asking a lot of questions as to what went wrong. But no, this was, as we expected, uh, a lot of fun. And uh, there were some uh, very cool surprises there, too. So, yeah, there's lots to what you want on this.
0: There really is. Let's start with the main event with Leon Edwards uh, (laughs) defeating Usman for the second time. So he's now up in their trilogy. Boy, his... He he clearly game-planned, and he for sure, for sure, watched a lot of tape. Yes. <laughs> um, He's got his cardio well in hand, but, you know, it should be noted. And I thank our good friend Knuckles Freeman on Twitter for bringing my attention to this. But in the last fight with Usman, um, when he got the Hail Mary, but up until that point, you know... Usman was lighting him up and he was completely gassed. And the reason why was because that was his very first time ever fighting above sea level. And that, I think, is an important distinction to make. Hmm.
1: I didn't note that at all. I I was not aware of that.
0: I was not either. And I went back and sure enough, you know, he's given an interview about it and everything. But yeah, that was his first time. So that could have contributed a lot to how bad he looked up until the head kick.
1: Mm, And it benefits him because, you know, the UK is sinking into the ocean. So, I mean, it kind of, yeah, it it worked to his advantage and that's (laughs) that's good. And I, I think it's only made better by the fact that the UK should continue to sink even further.
0: Yes indeed. <laughs> um as far as the scoring, I have to hear you picked Edwards going in. I picked Usman going in. I had by my personal scorecard, I had Usman only taking one round, round 3. Now I will yes. say I will say this I did have him actually winning the round even without the point, but that was the only round that I saw for him in any regard.
1: Yeah. And that's where I thought, okay, this, this might be, we're probably going to be in trouble here. The possibility of a draw, right? Because I mean that point deduction, you know, necessary warranted, but Ooh, buddy, that, that kind of, that could have turned things pretty ugly. Um, and yeah i I agree that's the only round that I gave him. I see people trying to make cases for things being a little um more equitable let's say more 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 Maybe that's not the term I'm looking for more um generous i guess and and how they uh were looking into this and I guess maybe I should give it a rewatch myself but I'm not really gonna do that anytime soon, so I'm gonna stick with what I've got. I, I can see the case some of those rounds were a little closer than mm-hmm. than others. Obviously, this is what happens in fights like this all the time. So it is what it is. But as far as my recollection of things and, and this recency bias, I'm gonna agree with what you got.
0: <laughs> now one last thing. Judges scoring. Four there were two
1: forty-eight, forty-six cards. Oh boy.
0: I agreed with that score. I just wanna know what your actual score was. Was yours forty eight, forty six or did you have it some other way?
1: Yeah, I I only had I only had Usman winning that one round. Okay. So uh, that plus the deduction that would lead to yeah, that's I'm fine with that. Even though the rest of the judging, uh there were there were some head scratchers there. Yes. And it seemed to have been the one lone judge that everybody was was uh caught. I had never heard of that guy before. So, you know, that's um It says something when suddenly everybody knows who you are for reasons like
0: this.
1: (laughs) And those things that that, that come up are not usually good.
0: Indeed. Now, one other thing that was intrinsically linked to this fight was the fact that Colby Covington, number one, was the backup fighter. Now, a lot of people were speculating about this, about whether the fighters know. I am going to... Err on the side of caution and go with they know because there has to be a contract in place. There has to be negotiations. There has to be discussions. You, you don't just go in there and get the luck of the draw. Now, Leon Edwards said that he didn't know that Colby Covington was going to be the backup until he weighed in. And I don't believe that. I believe that they're coached to say such things to add to the shock value, but I do not believe that. I want to get your take on it.
1: I think that's a possibility, but I think it's likelier that if anybody finds out, it's probably their coach or their manager, Mm -hmm. and it might not be in their best interest to start getting them outside of their frame of mind or to get their mind going places where it shouldn't. When you've got this laser focus, you prepared an entire camp, you've got all these things in place, and now suddenly, last minute, you're fighting somebody completely different that you did not game plan for, that you did not adequately prepare for, that you did not have any inclination that you were going to be facing. Because I mean, I, I don't think that, you know, I'm, I'm sure that some fighters would suspect, especially at a main event level, because that's the only time you see stuff like this, but. Anytime there's a fighter on standby, I don't think that any of the participants of the intended bout know who that person is. I'm sure some people suspect, oh, yeah, I'm sure they probably got a backup, but I don't think they always know. You know what I mean? Like even in a sport where nothing spreads faster than gossip and staph infections, um, I, I really don't. I, I'm not I'm not really sure that that's the case. I mean, if you were coaching a guy or if you were managing a guy, do you want to rattle him up like that? I mean, you remember when. um Mighty Mouse was set to fight. I can't remember who it was, and they were like, "Well, train for this guy, but just in case he doesn't make weight, train for that guy." I think it was the Dillashaw fight that they were proposing, and it was like, "Oh no, actually, there was, was some other bout." Because I remember Matt Hume was was upset about it. Hume was fuming. Uh, he was like, "Well, what do you mean? I mean, this guy's your champion. What do you mean he's going to train for two guys? You can't do that." And I think that's a lot of a lot of coaches think in a similar vein. Like I'm not going to start putting ideas in his head. Look, we prepared for this. We signed for this. And maybe, just maybe, if things don't work out, if on the scale we have to have a replacement, we have to bring in somebody else, we might not take it. I don't know that the fighters are necessarily obligated contractually to take the backup fighter. Uh, I'm not sure how that works. I'd have to see how that actually plays out. But that's just another layer to all this.
0: Indeed. Now let's get to Justin Gaethje taking on Raphael Fiziev.
1: Ooh, goody, let's.
0: We all chose Fiziev going into this fight. I have to say, this might be fight of the year in my book so far. That fight was just bonkers. And while Raphael Fiziev absolutely got that first round, it's the second round that I'm unsure of. How did you Mm. see it?
1: Yeah, I, I think Justin's takeover... Probably got him that one, too. You know, I, I got to give I got to give fizzy of the first one. But the other two, I'm giving them to Justin. I think he just landed with more damage. You know, he just landed better shots. And overall, that.
0: See, kinda, I'm not sure yeah. about that. And mm. the only reason why I say that is it looked like fizzy of might have been landing the more impactful shots. But because he has one of those Nick or Nate Diaz faces that just tears open really easily. Oh, because boy. He bleeds a lot. You know, he he definitely bleeds a lot. I, I mean, it didn't look like he was phased by a lot of those punches outside of the blood and the open cuts. But as yeah. far as what what it did, as far as if it moved him, if it phased him, if it wobbled him, I didn't see any of that.
1: Wait, here's a proposal is if it maybe it didn't fizz him. No, wait, no. We got to workshop that. We got to workshop that. That's not ready for prime time. Sorry
0: look at you trying to f- that's so fetch this whole situation
1: i know any he, hey listen give me enough time i'll be at joe rogan's comedy club doing anti woke shit
0: <laughs> so i have to go back and watch because i haven't but i should because i am still uncertain about that second round the third round was absolutely gay cheese yes. and that's something that to his credit, he's a master of, and that is winning rounds and winning fights based on that third round. He knows how to close out the fight, for sure.
1: He does. He does. I mean, he just he put on sufi- more than sufficient pressure. Uh, mm-hmm. He got a good read on the timing and the movement that uh, Fizyev yeah. employs, and, you know, he uh, certainly— I mean, shit. It's it, I. I don't mind him making me look like an idiot for picking against him. Uh, I I think this was very much well worth watching and learning from, right? Because I think maybe, maybe just maybe, Fiziev, you know, was thinking of fighting him a certain way, and maybe that wasn't mm-hmm. something that would it was in his particular wheelhouse. You know, he tried though. He gave it everything he could, but sometimes, man, that's just the game.
0: Yeah, and you got a guy that came into that fight with 13 fights versus a guy that had almost 30 fights. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, come on. There's a lot of veteran savvy there to speak of. And mm-hmm. Justin Gage has really grown into that veteran savvy. Good fight IQ, too. Yeah. He didn't always used to have the best fight IQ. But no. he's definitely shoring up a lot of those weaknesses. I'm just sad that it's so late into his career because now he's talking about I don't have much time left. Yeah, our violence king is on a really, really short window here, so we must initiate you know, him.
1: You want to talk about this whole like they had this this bullshit BMF title? Like that's a guy, that's a guy that needs a BMF title. You understand? Like that's someone who really would would deserve it just as much. Well, no, probably not just, but way more than 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 Masvidal. And I'm not saying that to talk shit about Jorge. I'm just saying, like, dude look at this guy. How? How could you deny him?
0: Exactly. Let's talk about Gunner Nelson because Gunner Nelson got such an awesome submission off a very sneaky elbow over a pretty damn durable guy in Brian Barbarina.
1: Absolutely. And I just got to a point where I couldn't really trust Gunner anymore. You know, I, I just, I didn't. And hey, that's just – that. sometimes these guys, they'll just prove you wrong, and that's fine. Uh, He employed his uh, strengths to great effect. He uh, managed to use his um, movement to get inside. Once he used that flypaper grappling, I was like, all right, Brian might be able to get out of this. And it's like, oh, shit, no, wait. (laughs) And slap that transition. And as soon as he stretched out and he raised the hips, I'm like, yeah, man, that's a wrap. That shit's done. And good for him, man. That was pretty dope.
0: There's some things we must discuss, and that is his crazy karate stance, which is so exaggerated. I mean, the way the butt sticks out, and the stomach goes forward, and then the shoulders go back, so exaggerated. And it would be different if he was always in that side stance, that classic karate stance, but he frequently squares up in front of his opponent in that silly-ass stance. And I just fear for him sometimes, Doing that because somebody's gonna catch him one day and just take him clean off his feet.
1: Well, you know what? When you got real karate in your back pocket, you got nothing to fear.
0: Haya. <laughs> and somebody, uh, I, I want to say it was either Eugene or John, one or the other, yesterday when we were recording. Care don't care. Said, well, Stephen Thompson adopts the same stance, but he doesn't. No. His karate stance is actually picture perfect. It's not exaggerated the way that Gunnys is. It's almost like Gunnys, he's pantomiming it. Who
1: is this man striking, Coach?
0: I is because
1: this he's been he's been like this for quite some time.
0: He's out at Sbg a lot.
1: Yeah, but that's not his primary. Like, I, yeah,
0: I know he has the the Icelandic MMA place where that they actually have a beer bar in the gym.
1: Yeah, the Fortress of Solitude, right? Yes. That's where Superman. To, no, never mind. But okay.
0: he, uh, the way that Connor was going on, um, after the after the fight, that I would, I would put money on that he spent some time at S.B.G. for this camp.
1: Oh boy. Oh well. All right.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, if that's it's what depressing, we're doing, what isn't it? Is, it? I sh- man. man, I shit. I wonder. I often wonder if he were to spend that time that he spends at SBG, if he were to come over to the States and maybe spend that time with an ATT or an AKA or uh, with uh, Montoya or, or, or with uh, Usman and that camp. I mean, I often wonder what, how he and, and um, Johnny Walker and Mac one, Americani Mac one Americani is my primary example. And we're going to get to him in a minute, but I just, I feel like SBG is a wasteland.
1: Listen, I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. If you start out at SBG Ireland, you're going to do pretty well. You're going to have a pretty good foundation. You're going to be able to do things a certain way. If you come over after you've established yourself with a certain level of experience, mm-hmm. it gets dicey. And I don't know what it is. I don't know. Maybe it's just the environment. I don't know. Maybe it's not even the fault of the, of, of how they do things. Gunnar Nelson you're sitting there and telling me that this guy couldn't take two months to go to Tiger Muay Thai, you know, and and maybe do something. I I don't know shit something <laughs> I, I don't get it. Maquan would be the the probably the uh, the biggest beneficiary, but we're gonna get to him.
0: Yeah, because that's a lot of wasted talent right there. But anyways, let's look at Jennifer Mayo. You and I were so right, Ooh, boy. Yes. I'm giving you the biggest high five. Listen, that was a good fight. Maya owned her ass for those first two rounds. Third round was where Casey woke up. But for those first two rounds, Jennifer Maya punished her for being insolent. Wow. (laughs) Yep. That is how I'm looking at it. That she punished her for being insolent. How dare you be in my octagon? That's how I look at
1: it it. (laughs) Like You make it sound like she was a villain out of Red Sony. I punish you for insolence. Like, damn. damn.
0: I mean, did you see how Casey... I don't know if you got to see this one live, but Casey's walkout is very much reminiscent of Ronda Rousey's walkouts. She walks out already psyched into a pissy mood her it shows on her face she's angry she's she's uh, scowling she's clenched jaw very mm. much with the tongue in the roof of her mouth pushing her teeth you know she's angry spitting nails that's the vibe you get when she's coming out and that's why i say jennifer maya punished her for being insulin
1: see okay uh for some people that sort of thing works mm-hmm. and you know it carries you to a level but I uh, you, I, I don't know man look Casey uh a lot of talent she's got room for growth I'm sure that this is not a surprise to her or anybody else surrounding her um give it time and she'll do great and I hope she does I really think that she's going to uh gain a fair level of experience in short order and come back better but this was clearly not it. The advantage showed, right? Jennifer Maya hadn't been doing too well lately, but she showed with crisp and clean combinations. She's like, oh, you know what? It's free, you know, in the pocket. Boom, 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 boom. And then she swayed heavy to the left to avoid any other incoming offense. It was gorgeous. And I was just, you know, when when you see people, there are fighters that when they do well, you feel happy for them. And I have that with Jennifer Maya. You know, I've had that for a very long time. where she's just, you, you can't, it's irresistible. You see her there smiling and hugging her, coaching, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is somebody whose hard work is paying off, and who has struggled a lot to get to where she is. Now, you can say that about a lot of fighters, obviously. But it's different when you're someone who sort of toiled outside the edges of the UFC instead of someone who came up at a prospect level. And, um... You know, Casey, I I feel a little bad here that she ate it in this one, but I think she'll be fine. I hope she learns the right lessons. She's surrounded by a great team. She's surrounded by a great staff. Uh, I have no doubt that with her talent and her abilities, barring some sort of freak injury, she's going to be probably another fixture in that division. But right now, man, I mean, you got to be happy for Maya, for doing things the way she did. And hey she might just get another crack at the belt now that the 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 top is uh you know the scenery has changed at the top so uh I'm curious to see how that goes
0: well for me uh it's it was a foregone conclusion in my book because maya has only lost to champ to championship material right the only person outside of a champion contendership that she's fought is Manon Fiorot, and Manon Fiorot is definitely I, in yeah. in that conversation. Yeah. So we're looking at someone that only has lost to Valentina Shevchenko, Caitlin Shukagian, and Liz Carmouche in the last Jesus Christ since 2015. <sighs> That's the only P- and Manon Fiorot. That's it. Mm-hmm. Everybody else she beats. Now, Casey O'Neill, on the other hand, her her dance card is much lighter. Her right. wins over Antonina Shevchenko and Ro- uh, Roxanne Montefiore's last fight. Mm-hmm. Okay, everyone before that, your Shanna Dobson's, your Caitlin McEwen's. Okay, the, the these two resumes aren't even comparable. And in my eyes, this was foregone conclusion. I honestly don't see how anybody could have gone for Ke- uh, Casey O'Neill in that fight. Now, we'll say this. The scores on that were off because we had two judges that scored at 30-27 and one scored at 30-26. I disagree with that because I feel that... Casey probably edged out that third round. So I personally had a 29-28 for Jennifer Maya. I wasn't mad with the 30-27 because that third round could have gone either way. But I have a problem with 30-26 for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, just to add to what you said here. Now, let's not forget, I predicted that Fioreau is going to be holding the belt at the end of the year. It seems possible way more possible now than when I said that earlier uh so that that just adds to what you said right you know you you Maya lost to her like that's none of these are bad losses, right you know what I'm saying like you right. lost to the champ the, the Shevchenko was looking unbeatable at the time, and it, 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 come on i mean yeah that that's our, they're, they're the experience it's one another one of those cases where like one person has lost to better people than the other person has beaten. And that's just that's just what it is, man. Things happen.
0: And remember, Maya was the first one to show the crack in Shevchenko's armor because she was the first one to lift the round off of her. Yes. All right. Now we're going to get to the final fight. No. Yes. The final fight that we actually chose. And that is Marvin Vittori defeating Roman Delizze. I didn't have a problem with this decision. I picked Delizze as did you. Dulizia started really well, but his belief in his own power didn't translate so well when you measure it up against Marvin Vittori's insane chin and that that Italian skin that never breaks. <laughs> I mean to tell you, he he looked like he hadn't even been in a fight, really.
1: You know what I realized. Vittoria looks like a more handsome version of the what's the name of that guy from the goonies with the melted face? You know what I'm talking about the the deformed guy
0: yes. you're talking about um
1: I never saw the movie don't don't judge me on this i don't i don't I don't know whatever the dude's name is. The point is yeah, he kinda he, he kind of just has that i don't know maybe it was sloth. that that recovery sloth sloth that name. was his name yes, sloth. All right. So that recovery pasta that he had after the weigh-ins seemed to have given him that plus 10 invincibility that most Italians have. (laughs) And hey, you get a free roll after that, so he probably buffed with another 12. And look, Roman, to his credit, man, I mean, he was putting it on him early. He was catching him early, but it's just like, dude, you got a guy who's got... Crazy cardio and insane durability. I thought this was going to be the guy to pierce the armor and really just like, okay, you're probably not going to be getting up too too easily from some of these that you're going to eat. Nope, turns out I was wrong, and that's fine. Guess who else was wrong? Roman Dolidze, and things started to slow down for him. Vittori kept the same pace. I don't want to give him too much credit because it's not like he fought super tech, super. Um, he fought technically, but it wasn't super strategic. It wasn't crazy smart. He just outlasted the guy and that's fine as well. But I don't take back anything that I said about him. I still believe the same things that I've said going in because he still keeps the same patterns and he still is the same guy. He's not very smart when it comes to a lot of these things. He's got a few tricks up his sleeve. He didn't have to worry about running out of weapons this time around because this remained largely a kickboxing match. And if that's what's going to happen, and things are left at a rather basic level, and the only differential is power, he's going to be able to come out the other end because he can eat those shots and he can still work with volume. It's not that different from what he did against Hermanson in some respects. It's not the same exact kind of fight, but you know what I mean, right? It's just yeah. I, can outlast, I can outlast this guy. I can still throw a whole lot of just punches and bunches, I will land more. I will do more. And this guy's going to be flustered. Well, you can't, he can't do that against guys like Costa, like uh, Adesanya. Uh, you know, it's, it's just not going to happen. So, yeah, I, I just hope he doesn't think that this immediately is going to put him in a title conversation because he's, he's still got a ways to go for that to happen.
0: On the side of Dalize, Dalize really needs to calm down. He has zero <laughs> composure. He has ultimate faith in his own chin, too. The whole reason why he got so tattooed was because he gave not a single fuck about his own defense, (laughs) dropped his hands constantly, literally was leading with his face. I would like for Delizze to go to another team somewhere and learn some defense because he cannot rely on his hammers because clearly Marvin Vittori was able to get right through it no goddamn problem at all. Delizze has some work to do. And he doesn't have a whole lot of time. He's 34. He's running out of time. He got into the game late. He needs to to shore it up quickly or he's going to keep taking losses to everybody above him. He was ranked nine going into this. I don't know where he's going to end up, if they're going to dump him, if they're going to let him sit there or what. But if he plans on getting any higher than that, he really needs to get some defense going because he fought like an idiot, in my opinion.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Man, harsh he did, words. he did
0: not fight smart at all. Now, mm. let's talk about someone who's so talented. This is going to be the last one we talk about, and then we'll jump into our quick topics. This one really, really stood out to me. And that, the reason why is because MacWan Americani is talented. He has crazy offensive attacks but he's only good for one round i can't even say he's good for a whole round because before the end of the first round he had already blown his wad so by the time (laughs) the second comes around you know he's just primed he's primed to get taken out. And that's what Jack Shore did. He <laughs> bided his time and he waited him out. And sure enough, Mac and Miracani gassed the fuck out and got choked the fuck out.
1: Oh, Jesus. I don't know. I just... Okay. I, I'm sorry. I have the mind of a child. I just, I hear you say blue is wide, and I just, it just sounds so funny. I can't <laughs> help it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but nah, yo, I can't disagree with that. The man's plagued with cardio problems that make me wonder, like, is this a medical thing? Like, is it a training thing? I, you just feel bad for the guy, man. Remember when he came into the UFC, mm-hmm. that fight against Andy Ogle, the mm-hmm. lightning knee, you know the, the 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 crowd adored him, and he called for his mom, and she's on camera crying. You know, the guy. I you, want people to his succeed. Potential. Yeah, right. I want people to do well. This isn't hater hour. I want the guy to shine and win and do well in life, but shit man I, I don't know like this what He's, needs to have what sbg needs to,
0: needs to be removed from the equation that's the problem and these guys are so loyal they'll take loss after loss after loss and never move
1: Come you imagine on. you imagine Amercani spending i don't know three months in colorado training at altitude oh
0: my god Yes, Can
1: you that's imagine that? Means. not sure he'd have other things to fix. But if we were only to consider the element of changing the environment mm-hmm. for that mm-hmm. and purely and simply that, mm-hmm. you see, I, I don't I can't tell these people what to do. I am not the ultimate authority on all this stuff. I'm not a pro fighter myself. They could tell me, hey, what do you know? You think you're so good? You're so smart, motherfucker. You come in here and do it. And guess what? They'd be correct. However, at the same time. At the same time, right, I mean, I think, and I may be a little biased here because it's me talking, but I might have a bit of a point because guess what? Uh, it's worked for other people. We've seen other folks make those changes, and yes, I understand life is hard. I understand that it's difficult for people. Some of these cats got families. Some of these cats got support systems. They've got steady jobs outside of fighting. They can't just uproot all their shit and go halfway across the world to go do some training somewhere at another camp to try to shore up the you know thing A or thing B. It is what it is. And I understand that we are adults having an adult conversation. I understand these aspects of life. But come on, man, like these are things that these are problems that are not impossible to solve and that we've seen other fighters resolve, which makes it all the more frustrating to see. And a guy who's so good, a guy who could and in fact rightfully should be in the conversation of being a top 10 guy who maybe might be able to get into the top five, who maybe might be you know, just a win or two away from a title shot. That is the potential that we saw in him when he came on the scene and started getting those early wins. And yeah, he suffered some some uh some moments there, even in some of his wins he he did have some lapses and all that, but those were growing pains, and we hoped that he would progress past them. but then he left Sweden and left all stars and and now here we are, and maybe it might be a little too one maybe it's i don't know if it's too harsh for us to blame all of this squarely on s p g maybe he changed. You know what I'm saying maybe life change I don't know i mean it it could be a combination of all these factors or just two or three it could be that i i, I just i don't i don't want to be like super uh uh you know just just plain putting everything at, at just one um leaving it exactly at just one factor no i let let's let's for the sake of of conversation say that it could be any of these things but come on like. We got to be able to do something. Something needs to change. And I believe I still believe that he has the power to make those changes and adjustments and do better. And I want to see him do better. I just hope he doesn't get cut and that he's able to prove that he's able to show that not just to himself, but to everybody else.
0: All right. So I was going to do our regular routine of doing the 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 breakdown and then going into salacious headlines. But there, there are two other fights on this that I want to discuss. And we're going to can that because we have a special segment for our listeners coming up. So we're going to talk about two other fights really quick. And then we're going to bring in uh, our special segment. So the first one I wanted to speak on was Muhammad Makaya defeating Jafel Filio. Now that fight, my God. Wow. That um, knee bar slash heel hook that kept just it was just morphing into one into the other. This holy cow. And then Filio came out and said after the fight, you know, after he, he got submitted, but he said that he could hear cracking and popping and tearing oh, sounds Jesus in Mokaev's knee. <clears throat> I was watching that with my hands over my eyes that whole sequence because i could feel it i i even i even tweeted out i am wincing because i can feel it i have terrible knees to begin with Mm
1: -hmm. oh my
0: god that thing was just insane gotta hear your take on it
1: yeah makai felt that shit too and he's sitting there going like oh if i had tapped it would have hurt worse like yeah look Mm -hmm. I understand that these guys are—they're—they're they're, they're doing the whole pay, uh, show and win, you know. I'm sure that reputationally, this is something that he thinks will elevate him in some form of mythology, right? That despite the loss, he went out on a shield. But that's not gonna carry you too far, man. I don't know how many favors you think this is gonna do you in the future, and your body's gonna come collect off that shit. So let's see, and you know, let's hope that it doesn't affect him too badly. But. Uh, It's going to affect him one way or another. So I I just I feel bad for Filio, too, because apparently now he's saying that he felt uh, uh, a couple of taps. And now, you know, talking about he wants to appeal the loss, which, buddy, the day for that should have been the night of the fight. You don't do that now. There's no hope. That ship is unfortunately sailed.
0: Yeah, and nobody was saying anything last night about it. It's because they saw all of the the uproar over that perceived tap. I'm not sure what I saw. Uh, I'm just going to leave it alone. But <laughs> yeah. I do want to talk about Joanne Wood and Luana Carolina, because here again, we had a questionable decision. That should not have been a split. It should have been all Joanne's fight it really should have however i will say this joanne had way too tough a time with a girl that is not known for talent and skill right right that was entirely too hard for joanne she should not have been i mean joanne would of five and a half anytime five six years ago would have had her out of there in the first round
1: you know uh, Luana had said, and shout out to Dane Fox, who uh, does the uh, awards to make, you know, the, the little imaginary awards that he does after every show, which I think are probably the coolest addition that we've had in quite some time. Um, I, I, I really thank him for pointing out something that I had not noticed. And it was that Luana had mentioned, oh, I should start game planning for my fights. OK, you said that after the fight? Mm. You say that now after you've been in the UFC for this long? Like, imagine if she had game planned. You know, I just I and I was worried too that that Luana was gonna take it because I saw some of those shots landing pretty hard, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there thinking like, shit, this they this we keep this going at this pace, Joanne's gonna probably crumple, and she didn't, and fine, and then afterwards I was like, well might be dicey. Then I hear it's announced as a split. I'm like, ah, here we go, man. I I really thought, I really thought for a moment that Luana was going to take it just based off of that. And I, and I agree with you 100%, you know, it's, it's something, it was a fight that when you look at Joanne and how well she's done in the past, you would not have expected for her to struggle like this. And I don't know. I I don't even know if the time that she's spending in Vegas now that she's been living there full time, like you, you'd think that that would help. I I don't get it.
0: Well, it it doesn't help in my personal opinion to have your husband be your coach because yeah. you have to wonder is he pulling back a little bit and i have heard rumors from some people that train out there that say that she gets you know special treatment right and so bearing yeah. that in mind it makes me wonder if she's being trained to the fullest potential that she can achieve and i don't know that that's the case uh, you know who am i to tell her to not train with her husband though i'm nobody that's yeah. that's a decision that she and her husband and her team need to make but you know it just i'm glad she got the win she really needed that win but it was entirely too hard for her there is no doubt about that
1: mm-hmm.
0: now there was a fight i wanted to ask you really quickly did you see Lerone Murphy and Gabriel Santos's fight it was a Phenomenal fight. Very La-
1: La- love that guy.
0: But okay, that split decision. I chose Larone Murphy on the bloody elbow staff picks, but I swear to God, I feel like Gabriel Santos won that fight.
1: Mm. And I can see the case for that. It was the the problem is it's when you have a really good but also very close fight. You know, Gabriel impressed, man. He, he came in. He showed like, yo, this dude belongs in the UFC. I'm glad they just signed that guy and brought him in. But, ah, damn. You know, I mm, I don't know that I'd give it to him, frankly. I, again, I'd probably have to rewatch it, and I'm probably going to anyway because that shit was fire. <laughs> but, nah, I, I don't know, man. I'm sticking with Lerone getting the nod rightfully in that one. I don't know. I just kind of felt like he did – I think he just did enough.
0: What did you think of Jushko Todorovic's knee injury?
1: Very unfortunate because, you know, no matter what Christian Duncan wanted to do in there, he didn't get to really you – know, he gets his first UFC win, but it's not really like – even you can tell that he didn't feel like it was earned. So that was also – uh you know, it, it's, these things are going to happen, you know, and uh, injuries of that level. You just hope that Dusko isn't hurt too badly and that it's one of those things that doesn't require surgery and that doesn't keep him out too long. And he'd be able to come back and you know just sort of bounce back from that. You can't really hold that against him. Injuries are injuries. And I, uh, yeah, it, it's a rough break for a kid that, uh, has he's still rough around the edges but he's still a kid who's got a lot of talent and a lot of potential and he can really make great things happen so uh let's hope he's able to come back soon and uh let's hope that the UFC is able to treat Christian Duncan uh well enough because that kid that guy that guy has a lot of talent that guy's going to turn some heads so who knows they might even have a rematch at some point given their skill level and, and what the division looks like
0: indeed To access the bonus content of this show, you must be a paid subscriber. To do that, go to bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com and subscribe today. The Bloody Elbow Podcast Network is moving. That's right. We're moving from SoundCloud and YouTube to Substack. It will still be available through your current iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher subscriptions, but the main home of the Bloody Elbow Podcast Network will now be on Substack. While most of our audio content will remain free, we'll be asking listeners to please get a paid subscription to support the shows which are now ad-free. Please give us your email, and we'll send you notices and summaries of every new episode. Become a paid subscriber, and get bonus segments only available to those who've pledged their support. Sign up at bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com today.